You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents Chog Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. With, with, with Renee Canales, Fogues, and James Baccioni. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Friday edition of Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I am indeed Renee Canales, and I'm joined in the studio by our producer for the day, Evan Mazza, who usually produces the Haystack with Mike Guido, but he's doing us a favor today. No James Baccioni, no John Fogarty, no Big Mike Rifkin, so you'll have both of us till 4 p.m. here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Evan, thanks for joining us today. Hello. Uh, man, we got a lot to get into, man. We were just talking before the show. We have a lot of stuff to get into, especially March Madness. March Madness is in full swing right now. We got uh, Cincinnati, the number seven seed, going up against Iowa, the number 10 seed, on the tube right now. Great game going on right there, too. Absolutely. 64-62, Iowa with the lead, with 3.44 to go. They just called a timeout on the floor in the second, period, in the second uh, half. That game in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, so that that's a really close game. Cincinnati had a uh, had a pretty large lead in this one. I think it was a uh, double digits. It might have been ten. Uh, and then Iowa has stormed back, taking the lead there. So that's good. That's a good game going on right now. Uh, other games going on. We have the number three seed Texas Tech. Uh, there in the West, uh, Texas Tech going up against the number fourteen seed Northern Kentucky. Twenty two fifteen. Texas Tech with the lead with five fourteen to go on that one. We also have Ole Miss, the number eight seed, trailing by twenty. Against the number nine seed Oklahoma, seventy to fifty, with twelve eighteen to go in the second half. There, just underway, the number four seed Kansas playing out of the South region, going up against the number thirteen seed UC Irvine, the Ant Eaters, nine to five. Kansas State with the lead, fifteen fifty four to go, and that one just getting underway. We also have, uh, like I said, Cincinnati and Iowa, and those are the games that are currently going on at the moment but last night last night was chock full of games we had some really really good games some really close games that went down fun all right down to the wire man definition of march madness in the first round what you want absolutely in the east region let's just go through it real quick in the east region we had the number six seed maryland nearly escaping belmont the 11 seed 79 77 that game down to the wire um Earlier in the day, LSU, the number three seed, going up against number the number 14 seed, Yale, 79-74. We had Louisville losing to the number 10 seed, Minnesota, 86-76. And Michigan State beating Bradley, 76-65. And that game is uh, of intrigue, so we'll get into that one a little bit later on. Uh, in the West, we had Gonzaga absolutely obliterating Farley Dickinson, 87-49. The one beating the 16 seed. Uh, so we have three more. Uh, we, what do we have? Three more. Three. Uh, one versus sixteens to go. Yeah. See who gets an upset this year. Um, Syracuse losing to Baylor, the number eight seed, losing to the number nine seed, seventy-eight sixty-nine in the West Region. Baylor uh, with a nine-point win in that one. So the, the game everybody's talking about. The number five seed Marquette out of the Big East getting absolutely trounced. By the number 12 seed, Murray State, along with John Morant, 83-64. Uh, Florida State, the number four seed, 
beats the number 13 seed Vermont, 76-69. Texas Tech obviously in play right now. Nevada losing to Florida, the number 7 seed losing to the number 10 seed, 70-61. to And Michigan, Michigan, the number 2 seed, rounding out uh, that region with a 74-55 beating of the number 15 seed Montana. Moving on to the south, we have Ole Miss currently in play right now, going up against Oklahoma. But uh, games from last night, Villanova, the number six seed, beating the number 11 seed, St. Mary's, 61-57. Purdue, the number three seed, over number 14 seed, Old Dominion, 61-48. And still a few more games to go in in that region. And then we move over to the Midwest. We had Auburn beating New Mexico State in an absolute, uh, how do I want to put it, a flabbergasting type of a game, 78-77, the 5 beating the 12. Kansas, the number 4 seed, 87-53 over the number 13 seed, Northeastern. And then we had a a bit of a disappointment. Wofford beating Seton Hall, the 7 beating the 10, 84-68. Seton Hall at one point had a lead in the second half. But just the Wofford just kept hitting three after three after three, blowing that one uh, right off the hinges. And then Kentucky beating Abilene Christian, the number two, beating the 15, 79, uh, Games to come up today, we have Duke, North Dakota. Duke, North Dakota State. Zion Williamson making his NCAA March Madness tournament debut. Big one. It's a big, big game for him. I, you already seen this this morning. I wake up and you're already seeing everyone say, oh, Zion's got two games this yeah. week, two games this week. I'm like, don't, all right, all right. <laughs> one game at a time. You don't want to jinx it <laughs> yet. Jinx anything, but, but uh, I understand you're all excited, and we all we all understand that Duke is the favorite to win this whole the whole tournament. But, hey, upsets can happen. The whole kit and caboodle. The whole kit and caboodle. But, hey, upsets can happen. So it, They could. So, I mean, uh, are we on upset watch? No, not necessarily. But you never know. But you do never know. UMBC did it last year against Virginia, even, even though Virginia's – uh, probably one of the most overrated teams, uh, number uh, overrated number one seeds, in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you can't count out an upset anymore when it comes to a one versus sixteen. But um, continuing in that East Region, VCU going up against UCF, Mississippi State going up, going up against Liberty, Virginia Tech going up against St. Louis, and that rounds out the East Region uh, with those slate of games. Uh, later on today. Let's move on to the West. One more game to go. Buffalo going up against Arizona State, who beat St. John's in the first four-in game uh, just, uh, when was it, Wednesday. Wednesday night, they beat uh, St. John's. So it'll be Buffalo against Arizona State. That rounds out the West region. Going over to the South, we have Virginia going up against Gardner-Webb. One versus 16 there. Will Virginia be upset again? I don't think they will. I don't think but they will. On, I don't think they will, but they're certainly on the watch because of what happened, because of what's happened in the past. So exactly. Absolutely. They're, they're certainly on the watch. <clears throat> Absolutely. We also have Wisconsin going up against Oregon and Tennessee going up against Colgate. That rounds out the South region. What a day for the Big East, by the way. Seton Hall. Losing. And I mean that, I mean that, and I mean that, of course, in a bad way, but the Big East just with a, a poor showing. Seton Hall losing, Syracuse losing, Marquette losing to Murray State. Well, well, uh, St. Syracuse, John's is in Arizona well State. Syracuse is now in the ACC. Oh, you're right. so, I'm sorry. I apologize. So, but, but I mean, still, though, still. technically, still, though, used to be in the Big East. Yeah. You're right, though. But Tri State area teams, they're... I guess you could say. <laughs> you're right, though, though. I, I forgot they're, they're in the ACC. I always yeah. forget that. But Seton Hall, St. Hall, Hall, Marquette, St. John's on Wednesday yep. night. 
So far, not a good showing for the Big East. Absolutely not. Uh, Midwest, we got North Carolina go, going up against Iona. Utah State going up against Washington. Iowa State going against Ohio State. And Houston going up against Georgia State. And that rounds out the slate of games in the round of 64 in this NCAA tournament. Um, but let's go back to Michigan State against Bradley. Michigan State won the game 76-65, the two beating the 15. Tom Izzo gets another win under his belt in the NCAA tournament. Nothing new there. But what's making headlines is <coughs> something that I don't necessarily think should really be all that much of a headline. It is now, it is today because of the fact that we live in a, in, in a generation and a society that kind of takes things to the extreme. Uh, Tom Izzo um, is shown on TV berating a player, literally going up to him and yelling at him. Um, and it, it was interesting. He had to be restrained by, uh, by a few players uh, during this confrontation. It was, um, it was his freshman guard, Aaron Henry. Uh, and that situation took place because apparently to Tom Izzo, Aaron Henry was playing some lackluster defense. He wasn't getting back right, right away on defense. So he let him have it. Uh, and, yeah, I get it. You know, he, he was yelling at him. He was, he was furious. He was getting red. He even at one point, I believe, uh, kind of touched his chest a little bit. But not in the sense of, like, you know, like shoving or punching him or anything like that. It was more like just a gesture. That was the thing. Like, he just he yelled at him. That's it, it, was, it, was, it, was it was a yell. Gesture. It was just trying to – I mean, exactly. he's trying to – Help! He's trying to help him in the sense, like he's trying to just help him out. So, Tom Izzo literally went out to midcourt to half court and started yelling at him and tapping him on the chest. Um, and th- it didn't stop there. They got back to the huddle. He was still berating him. The huddle commences, talking over the play, and Tom Izzo is still letting him have it, continuing in that. And then uh, junior guard Cassius Winston steps in to try and you know. Calm down, Tom Izzo. Um, it's happens. It happens. It, it, it's in not. It's not the first time that this has happened with Tom Izzo, though. But it happens in sports, though. A player and, and a coach will get into an argument, and then they kind of settle things and behind I, and closed doors. It just that's how it. You know, it ha- it's happened a lot in sports. And that's the thing. It's not like Tom Izzo went out there and actually punched him in the face. It's not like Tom Izzo shoved him to the ground or pushed him. No, he didn't do anything. Tom Izzo is living, and it, he's. Breathing and dying every single moment of this game with every little play that goes on. That's your job as a head coach. And in college, and like you say, we're playing in the, in the day of the one and dones. So my bads don't re- aren't really acceptable at this, at this point in time. Because every moment that, you're, that you step foot on that court can make or break your career professionally in the NBA. That can destroy your draft stock or that can improve your draft stock. When it comes to the NCAA tournament, one little moment in which you don't get back on defense or you're playing some lackluster defense can cost your team a game. So the coach has a right to go out there and yell at his player for not doing things correctly on the court or on the field or on the ice. So and, just try, I, and just try to – you're trying to get the most out of your player. Exactly, that's all. exactly. And, and, and listen, these players know. These players know when they get recruited by a coach like Tom Izzo, the type of personality that he is, the type of coach that he is, 
like I said, this is not the first time that Tom Izzo has gotten in a player's face and yelled at him. And it probably won't be the last until he retires. So to me, for people to be outraged at the fact that he did that is ludicrous. Listen, I, I listen. I played soccer, although I didn't do it professionally or I didn't do it collegiately. But I used to play travel soccer. My coach got in my face all the time. Why? Because I didn't, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I didn't pass the ball, or, um, or I would give up the ball too easily, or, uh, or you know, it's in situations like that, especially in crunch time, you have to make the plays to to, to win the game. And in this case, Aaron Henry wasn't getting back on defense. That's costing your team. Bill Parcells was ruthless to players. Bill Parcells did it all the time. He was ruthless to players. All ruthless. the time. And we see it in college. Bob Knight, of course. Infamously. Bob Knight Bob, is the Bob ultimate Knight one. Bob Knight is the ultimate one. He did do it the wrong way. He did. He did. At times. He, went, he, he did. went excessive. He did. But you have coaches like Bruce Pearl, who we saw yesterday on the TV uh, coaching Auburn, getting animated on the, on the bench. Super animated. Like red in the face. We see him do that. I'm pretty sure Mike Krzyzewski's done that all, uh, a lot. Roy, you've seen Roy Williams of North Carolina do it a lot. Yeah. Coach Martin at, at, uh, at South Carolina, he does it constantly as well. I mean, these are some of the coaches that go out there and do that. We see it in college football. Urban Meyer does it. Nick Saban does it all the time. But does anybody say anything about Nick Saban? No. Nobody brings him up when it comes to berating his players on the sideline. He does it, and not only does he do it to his players, he does it as well to his assistant coaches. coaches. To his position coaches. He does it all the time. Evan, am I wrong? No, no, he doesn't. He does, save, again, Saban is a... He's like I've a drill sergeant. I've said it before, yeah. I've said it before. Saban is very to the point, straight to the point, you know. Absolutely. Very, he's very straight to the point. I think that's the best way to put it with Saban. And Belichick, and... You know, Parcells and, and Tom Izzo and John Harbaugh and, you know, Tom Coughlin even. Tom Coughlin with the Giants. They're very straight to the point. Herm Edwards business. did it all the time. Herm Edwards, let's, you know, business is business, you know. And I think Jimmy that's... John, all these... Uh, Jimmy Johnson, Herm mm-hmm. Edwards, Bill Parcells. Joe Torrey. Joe, uh, Joe Torrey was more like... He was more conservative. Like, he didn't really show it that much. But Billy Martin did it all the time. Billy Martin did it with Reggie Jackson. Well, Billy Martin was... So Billy Martin... But Billy Martin is in, is in a league of his own with Bob Knight. <laughs> I mean, let's just put him there. Billy Martin also got in a feuds with the owner, with George, with George Steinbrenner. Yeah, of course. The feuds with, feuds with Steinbrenner were stuff of legend. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. But in today's age, you can't go at a player like that because they're so... Ah, I hate to use this. But they're so sensitive they, 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 the players feel like they have all the power in the world. Players are crowned superstars exactly, by the time exa- they get into ex- high school. That's, exactly, that's, my that's point that's problem. The, exactly my point in the sense of saying they are sensitive. Because you're anointing them with all this power. You're giving them all this power within an organization. And that's not their fault. That's the. That's actually not their fault. It's that's, not. That's the. That's just what happens with the perception and the. The you know national pundits see them and this and then hype them up as as the next big thing before they even hit the the professionals. Bryce Harper at the age of eighteen, nineteen years old was already on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Yeah. You know, seven whatever it was sixteen, seventeen years old was already was already on the cover of Sports Illustrated, known as the next Hank Aaron. Mm-hmm. You know, LeBron James was labeled the king when he was playing for St. Mary St. Vincent High School. You know, and, and Akron, Ohio. And, and Akron, Ohio. He was already labeled the king 
the next Jordan. You know, that's it's not their fault. Yeah, but you see LeBron 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 I mean, he's in his own category now because of the fact that he is LeBron James and he is but that's, uh, but that's and he goes down as you know. But that's because of his own thing. He's he's able he's been he, able to play as like the best player in basketball. Yeah, and he has and he has done and what he has done is with in terms of marketing and business and making a career. He's done that himself. He's done that all by himself. I, what I mean by coming, he comes out of high school. He's already labeled the king, and with that comes eyeballs to to him. So, <clears throat> and. And something that I was hearing on uh, on on talk radio on my way here was, or it might have been earlier this morning, it might have been on first take with Stephen A. and Max Kellerman. Um, nowadays, coaches that get hired nowadays, like these young coaches, can't get away with the stuff that these old coaches get away with. Yes, I agree with that. In the sense of like the yelling and the and the and just the just. Some of the stuff Bill Parcells did in the eighties yeah. and nineties, no no coach could do. Now. Like what Tom Izzo did yesterday. Some of these coaches can't get away with, but that—that's the old—that—that's the new school mentality. I—I I get it. You're not supposed to put your hands on anybody. I, I get that. That—that—that that, that to me was a little like a little much on Tom Izzo's part. Yes, but the whole ye- but the whole yelling aspect. Come on, give me a break, man. I that. What's wrong with him yelling at a player? What's wrong with that? I got it. He had to be restrained. Okay, that's fine. But yelling isn't doing anybody any wrong. It's only trying. It's only him trying to get the best out of his player. Only trying to get his player to get back on defense so it doesn't cost his team a victory in March Madness at the NCAA tournament. The season. For, that's it. If you lose, you go home. If you lose, Tom Izzo's going to be pissed. And Tom Izzo's going to put, point at that one situation as well as others, throughout the game, but he's going to put, point at that one situation where Aaron Henry doesn't get back on defense. I get credit to Winston too. I'm, I'm watching the film, watching the film again. You know, Winston is Winston actually does a really good job of, just, of holding of, him of, back. Of, yeah, just for hold, sure. both, both of them back. Just both of them, both of them, because they're both yelling at each other. They're both going at each other. He's kind of like, hey, it's okay, we're, we're all right, you know. I give a lot. I give Winston a lot of credit for that. He's he's just pushing back, saying, "Hey, man, guys, sorry. We're just we're just trying to win a game here. You know, hey, it's all good. You know, let's not let's not turn this into a big thing." And it turned into a big thing because people are so sensitive nowadays. If it wasn't for people being so sensitive, this would not be an issue. Come on, guys, give me a break. Tom, I'm pretty sure Tom Izzo, when he was younger, would would get yelled at all the time. But now you can't even yell at a player. You can't even scream at a player for not getting his assignment correct, for not coming back on defense, for taking a stupid shot when he shouldn't have. I'm not saying that's what he did, but you can't do that nowadays. Come on, man. Give me a break. It's the coach's job to get the best out of his players. And if that means yelling at his player to get his head in the game, to get his head out of his ass, then go go for it. Yell at your player. The only thing we say here is just don't touch him. Don't touch him. Don't punch don't him. Don't, pu- throw yeah. a cha- don't throw a chair at him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really. You can, it's, <laughs> if you throw a chair at somebody, then you got some serious we have, problems. We got some, prob- we got some problems. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. You know, don't throw a cup at him or something like that. You know, drinking cup, I mean. Yeah. Don't, don't throw that. Just be – I guess Tom Izzo, if there's anything he should have done different is – 
bring bring Aaron Murray to the side to the courts to court side first to the sidelines and then kind of talk to him let him have it no don't do it as no, he's but, walking back no, no, but, but in, I guess I guess that's the one thing I could say no, but, but in that, that moment it's, it's in that moment yeah it, 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 it's the heat of the moment he's he, he's pissed off at the fact that Aaron Murray didn't get back on defense so you have to you have to deal with that at that moment yes but to a certain extent he went right to a certain extent he went wrong and here's another big thing you are these kids are just that they're kids, and you are assigned to them as they come into your college and your establishment. You are assigned to these kids, essentially. They're away from their families most of the time as they're here studying or playing basketball or mm-hmm. playing a sport, whatever. You, as a coach, are kind of assigned to these kids, and you have to kind of, in a way, help them help them grow. And, so and- this was a very for Izzo. He's still trying. He's still he's still trying to do he's, that. With he's a kid trying like to mold. Listen, we like I said, we live in a time of one and done in in college basketball. If a player has NBA potential, ninety nine point eight percent of the time, the kid is going to go into the NBA draft. There's no way he goes back to college for another year because he's risking injury. Uh, he's risking his uh, his his, um, his, uh, his talents dwindling. Or, or his draft stock dropping. So that's why they go out. They have that extraordinary year and jump into the NBA draft and get drafted high or get drafted in general. So now you're shortening the time that a coach has to mold his players. So with, with, with the yelling and, 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 the, and the animated responses by these coaches – He's only trying to help them out. And like he said and his, during his, uh, his post-game press conference, we live in one and done. My bads aren't acceptable anymore. You could cost your team a game. You can cost your career as well. You could cost yourself money, which is people what, what, what these kids are going for nowadays as well. Not only going for the, you know, the spotlight, but they're also going for the money. Can you imagine that being done in the NBA nowadays? No. And if they do, well, <laughs> you're cut. <laughs> you don't see that. I mean, listen. Like we, like we said three or four times already. Draymond Green actually had a couple of things, had some things to say about it. I'll go for he it. Tweeted, um, he tweeted this uh, afternoon. Yeah, he tweeted this afternoon. Just an FYI, being in those huddles for years, Cassius and Matt grabbed Izzo so he could shut him up and move on. After a while, you're just ready for him to draw up the play, just giving perspective from someone who's been a part of those huddles. Exactly. He, then, was there. he was there with Tom Izzo. He was. He was there with Tom Izzo. So he, what, what he's saying there, he has the right to say it. He's not just meddling in. He's been in those huddles before. Yeah, and he, he continues. And the reason he wouldn't stop is because Aaron Henry kept talking. However, what the world doesn't know is that Izzo loves the kid who will challenge him back more than anything. So there's some insight for you all. So, young fella, keep standing up for yourself and don't back down. It is keep leading the program. We on a mission. That's the thing. They're both in the right. Yes. I agree with Henry going after him, but I also agree with Izzo going at, you know, kind of yelling at them. It's okay for them to go back and forth. As, it happens. As, as, okay, so it's good for Tom. It, it's great that Tom Izzo – well, I'm, I'm using my words wrongly here. It's okay that Tom Izzo went about it that way, that he yelled. And it's okay that Henry sort of stood up for himself. Yes. But to a, to a certain extent, you listen to your coach. I think he's still listening. He's just giving. It's just he's just giving his. He's just giving yes. his back his opinion as well. Of course, that's a, that's, that's how it always that's is. That's fine. That that's why it got as heated as it did. 
And listen, Draymond Green, he's, he's been known to run his mouth, to say all the stupid stuff that he's always said. But you know what? In this situation, he's been a part of that team. He's, he been, he's been coached by Tom Izzo. I give him the benefit of the doubt. I know for a fact that Tom, I don't know for a fact, but I know that Tom Izzo loves each and every kid that steps foot through his program. And he gives them the same amount of love. I'm pretty sure he, he he's done that with Draymond Green during practices. Probably. He knows. Probably. He's done it with everybody. It's just at this point in time, it got it, you know it, it got the spotlight because it happened at the tournament. Mm-hmm. Draymond spent uh, his Draymond spent 2008 to 2012 in Michigan in Michigan State. Yep. Four uh, years. So his name big. Uh, did they win? A, did they win a NCAA championship prior to his during his tenure there? I don't think no. so. I don't think so. We have a final, ladies and gentlemen. Iowa has beaten Cincinnati 79-72. For them to move on to the next round, uh, Cincinnati ends their season in Columbus uh, as we see the coach there um, embracing his players uh, who are crying. I'm pretty sure those uh, those are some seniors there that are have played their final game yeah. in college basketball. But Cincinnati so, goes home. Iowa moves on. Iowa, Iowa now wins. They take on, if I can get the bracket up. Okay, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Iowa takes... They take on the, the winner, winner of Tennessee, Tennessee Colgate. Colgate. So the 10 has beaten the 7 once again in this tournament. Um, that, that'll be a tough test for, for, for Iowa if they get Tennessee, of course. Because uh, Tennessee was one of the best teams in this country. Uh, they were, I mean, they went undefeated for numerous weeks. They ended up number one at one point uh, once Duke started losing some games. But congratulations to Iowa. They move on. Cincinnati goes home. But with that being said, we're going to go to our, our first break, uh, Mr. Evan. Oh, yes, we are. I believe so. I believe so. Uh, we're going to go to break. So stay tuned, everybody. We'll be back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're listening to, to Jock Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. No, here's your cue. Oh, here's your cue. Bang, bang, bang. (laughs) 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 That's officially our comeback, ladies and gentlemen. Phone number to call if you want to join the conversation is 631-676-2968. That's 631-676-2968. Live from the Bohemia, New York location, the Dungeon Studios. The Dungeons. Of the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Um... A little more college basketball talk before we move on. Uh, we had an outstanding matchup pre- projected yesterday. The number five seed Marquette going up against the number 12 seed Murray State. John Morant putting himself on the map in terms of draft stock. Draft stock, exactly. So John Morant right now is projected to probably go within the first three picks. In in, in in the NBA draft. Right now, it's Zion Williamson. It's Zion. John Moran, probably, and then R.J. Barrett. Barrett, Moran, kind of 2-3. That's yep. kind of how it is. But the question here is, did John Moran just play himself into possibly the number one overall pick in this upcoming NBA draft in June? This tournament could really give him the case. And I'm, he's kind of, because... 
the difference of colleges. One plays at Duke. Mm-hmm. The other plays at Murray State. Not getting the same not getting the attention. attention that Zion has. This is that opportunity for him on the national stage and to really just cement himself saying, hey, hey, I'm here. Yep. I'm pretty good. I, I'm pretty solid, too. I can help out an NBA team. But let me just read you his numbers from last night's game. Go for it. John Morant in 39 minutes went 5 of 9 from the field. You're, you're thinking 5 of 9? That's nothing. Hold on. 2 of 2 from 3, 11 rebounds, 16 assists, 1-6, 17 points. My goodness gracious. He did have 7 turnovers, though. Uh, that's a little bit of a blemish on him. But 17 points, 16 rebounds, 11. I mean, 17 points, 16 assists, 11 rebounds. Got himself a nice little triple-double in the NCAA tournament. The first since Draymond Green did it with Michigan State against LIU Brooklyn. Some of the other teams that also did it uh, to record a triple-double triple double in the NCAA tournament, Draymond, D-Wade, and Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, Dwayne Wade with Marquette. Mm-hmm. With Marquette, funny yeah. enough, you're right. Shaquille O'Neal with LSU. I mean, it, John Morant is a specimen, man. I mean, we're you know we all see the highlights, uh, and we only see that that you know that because of the fact that he plays at Murray State and didn't really get that much time uh, on on national broadcasts with the ESPN and whatnot. But he he was a guy that kind of flew under the exactly. radar. You knew could be a t- you knew was a top end pick, but he kind of flew under the radar. And and he was saying you know in interviews that he wasn't really getting all the looks from big b- big time schools. Uh, he wasn't getting the scholarship opportunities. That's why he went to Murray State because they 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 went for him. They wanted him. And look at just what, and look at what he's turned out to be. Not only that, Murray State's in Kentucky, and who's the big, who's the big college okay, team well, in, that, in the Kentucky. state? Kentucky. And then you also have Louisville right around there as well. Mm-hmm. So That's I right. mean, uh, the question here is: Has John Morant played himself into a number one overall pick, or is or, or is Zion Williamson too far ahead of him to even have that conversation? Zion may be too far ahead at this point because of how because of how. Again, the attention was transcendent. How, he's how, been though yeah, as well. How transcendent he's been. How just a freak of athletic nature he is. As big as he is, as a guy who could be a transcendent star for a team. But like I said, if Morant can make a, a can make a push at the national in this tournament, and then maybe light it up in the combine or whatever. I think he can make. There's a maybe it gives a team a chance. Maybe the Knicks or whoever has the number one pick. Has that kind of okay? Hey, we got Zion. Hey, there's Zion, but hey, this Moran kid can really, can really cha- help our franchise out and get, bring substance. There's something. There's a lot to be said about substance, and Moran can give us a lot of that. Well, that's why we bring up the question because the New York Knicks are involved. If the Knicks end up, well, all right. So let's put it this way: the the NBA draft lottery isn't the same as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Now I believe it's the the top three, the, well, the bottom three teams with the worst record all have the same amount of opportunity when it comes to percentages of getting that number one overall pick. Uh, so right now the Knicks obviously have the worst record in the NBA, but it's not guaranteed, obviously, that they get the number one overall pick. No. But if they don't, if they end up with the top, with one of the top three picks, 
They might have a chance of Zion. The Knicks, as currently, I'm looking at the uh, NBA draft lottery odds. Uh, this is courtesy of Tankathon.com. Tankathon.com. Oh, tank, yeah, Tankathon.com. That, that, yeah, they have right now. I think Tankathon has them at the number one pick. Yes, fourth. Well, they're tied. They are tied. This is the percentage for the for the number one pick. They are tied with the Suns and Cavs at fourteen percent with the number one overall. Yeah, because the of the fact pick. that they all, all three of them have the worst. You know, have the bottom three records in the NBA. Yes. Right now, the Knicks have fourteen wins. Mm-hmm. Suns have seventeen. Cavs have nineteen. Yep. So. I mean, the Knicks are in, are in a good spot to to probably land one of these top three players, because if they don't get Zion Williamson, they have a chance of getting John Morant, or they have a chance at getting who I think is the is the better Duke player, Barrett, R.J. Barrett. Mm, my brother would agree with you. <laughs> a lot. Of, I I I know Matty Caps for sure would agree with me as well. Matty Caps of third and long. He's said it on his show many of times. R.J. Barrett's a better talent than Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson just has the height and all that. Stuff. He has the flair. I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he's not good. He's very good, very very good. But again, just a freak of nature. He, and a guy he, who can. He's, he's a freak specimen. And is guess, what Zion Williamson and is. and a guy who you bring in can change and transcend your franchise. Exactly. Uh, I mean, just look at it. Zion Williamson for the year, not not including the NCAA tournament. Obviously, he still hasn't played in the game. But 22.1 points per game, 8.9 rebounds, 2.1 assists, 69.3 field goal percentage. So essentially 22 points per game, 9 rebounds, and 2 assists. Shooting at 69% from the field. You have to take into account the fact that he is able to drive into the paint at will whenever the hell he wants to. Whenever the hell he wants to. Now let's look at John Morant's numbers. 24.4 points per game, 5.7 rebounds, 10 assists, 50% from the field. I don't know. I don't know I don't know enough about this kid obviously, right? We're just going by based on what we've seen, based on the numbers that we have here. But if you're if you're comparing stats, John Morant's a better player. If you're just comparing if you're comparing it on stats. Obviously, we've seen Zion Williamson a lot more than we have John Morant. And Zion Williamson is just like I've said before. A abs- an absolute freak specimen. He gets into the paint at will. Teams are double teaming him, leaving the other guys open, which makes it better for R.J. Barrett, for Cam Reddish, for Jones on that team as well. Those are guys that um, that take advantage of the fact that Zion Williamson is the type of player that he is. Right. And we saw the difference between of Duke. When Zion went down in that game against UNC at Cameron, when he blew right through his shoe, we saw how that affected Duke down the stretch. He came back in the ACC, in the ACC tournament, played against UNC. They won, although one one single shot could have altered that entire that entire um, uh, discussion. And then they go on to win the ACC tournament. And he gets the ACC player of the uh, player of the tournament, but I mean, Evan, what do you think? Who would you take right now, Zion or John Moran at number one? Probably John Moran. Really? Because I because do, this is an NBA. This is a this is a shooter league. Now let you, me now need, let me ask you this question. If you're in, if you're in a GM's 
chair. If you're in a general manager's chair. Here's, here's, if, you're, if you're the Knicks, right? If you're the Knicks and you're their general manager right now and you're comparing them if you're, and you're comparing these players, these transcendent players who you feel like can take your, your franchise in the right direction and take the next step, and then as well as pairing them up with two free agents who you're, who you're trying to get in the offseason. But you're the Knicks fan. So I am. I am. I, I, but I, I want to ask you first. I want to ask you first. Probably Moran. And I like do you Zion want, a lot. Do you want to be that GM that skips over Zion Williamson to take John Moran? What if John Moran doesn't really translate in the NBA and Zion Williamson goes on to have a Hall of Fame career? But Morant might translate better. No, but, no, but I'm saying, do you want to be that general manager that skips him over? It's a chance you have to. It's a chance I would take. Really? It's a chance I would personally. Would the Knicks, would the Knicks as a franchise do it? Probably not. Probably, Probably. not. They take Zion I don't, any, like that. I don't think any team would, 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 jump, uh, no. would, would, would take Anybody over I, over Zion Williamson me, right now. And I like Zion a lot, but me personally, I take the chance. Now, here's um, Jay Williams of ESPN earlier this morning talking about uh, talking about Jay Morant and how he thinks he can translate to the NBA. Nope. Zion Williamson is the biggest celebrity in all sports right now. That's I don't true. Think any GM will pass on him for the first pick in the draft. But John Morant's game potentially will translate to the NBA better. Let me tell you why. Because he's a combo guard. Think about all the combo guards that we see in the NBA right now. Now, some people can say, hey, he doesn't have the strength of Russell Westbrook, but he's having a better sophomore year than Russell Westbrook had at UCLA. And think about the kind of guards that we see in the league right now. Everybody from Trey Young, the kind of freedom he's playing with shooting-wise. You think about, um, you know, all the other guards that you see in the league, dynamic combo guards. He fits right into that style of play because of his ability to pass, shoot, and play with the basketball. He's dynamic. He's scary. That's why. And right here, right here, what he says at the beginning, this – think any GM will pass on him for the first pick in the draft. Coming up here. But John Morant's game potentially will translate to the NBA better. Let me tell you why. Because he's a combo guard. Think about all the combo guards that we see in the NBA right now. Now, some people can say. Right there. He's a combo guard. Right there. And that's why, that's why I think I would take the chance. Because I think he, would, I think he can help my team. Sure, Zion's the big superstar. Yep. He's the name. I'm going to draft him. If I'm the Knicks or the Suns or the Bulls or whatever, I'm going to draft Cleveland. I'm going to draft him. I'm going to put his face right at the board of Madison Square Garden. And it's and I'm going to make me a ton of money, and he's going to help transcend my franchise. But on the court, and su- and again, substance, and the way and how he translates to the, field, to the NBA, how the game is played today, you see the Warriors, how they win. You see uh, you see the, the – he, na- he named some of those guys. He named Trey Young. Yes. Who's who, who, who's turned out to be a, a solid NBA player for the Atlanta Hawks? Who who's right now in the in the discussion for Rookie of the Year? Russell Westbrook. He said he's a better player in his sophomore year than Russell Westbrook was at UCLA. What the in the Knicks perspective? What he said: combo guard, he can pass, he can shoot, which is and he can defend, which is something that the Knicks desperately need because they thought they can have that in Frank Nilakina. But Frank Nilakina hasn't played at all. Frank Nilakina can't score if you leave him wide open from the three-point line. The the kid doesn't shoot. The kid looks to pass on any opportunity that he has. Oh, that's what I didn't know, actually. Zion and Morant were actually on the same AAU, AAU team. team. I did not know yeah. that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I read that, uh, what was it, like two days ago? Or it might have been yesterday. But it's a con- it's a topic of conversation to have because – if you're the Knicks, would you much rather have the number one pick and then have your your 
your your three choices there at the top? Or would you rather fall to two or three or two? In that case, you don't have to go and, 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 pit and choose between Zion Williamson and John Morant. What would you rather have? I mean, this is, this is for the taking here. I'm not saying the, the Knicks have their option at being one, two, or three because they have the same odds as the Suns and the Cavaliers right now. But honestly speaking, the top three players in the draft, they're must-haves. Zion Williamson, obviously, because of the talent that he is, the, the butts that he's going to put in those seats at any arena that he plays in, just simply because of who he is and what he's done in college, the dunks, the breakaways that he's had, the rebounds, the the, the absolute will, blocks, the dents in the balls when he blocks those shots. He will pack the house at the garden every night. And he will attract free agents. I think both of them. I think, of, I think, both, I think yeah. all three of them will. Yes. And I'm including R.J. Barrett in this conversation because I, I still feel like R.J. Barrett is, is probably the best talent, overall talent, at Duke right now or in college basketball. He might be. I think so. Overall, the dude could do it all. Yes, I agree with that. The guy could do it all. If, if it's, and, and we saw that under a microscope when Zion Williamson went out against uh, University of North Carolina. R.J. Barrett had to step up. And R.J. Barrett did. He was stepping up left and right for that Duke University team. And you see the, 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 the bond that Zion and R.J. Barrett also have on the court. You can see it from a mile away. R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson complement each other well on that court. But I still feel like R.J. Barrett is a better talent. I'm sorry. I really do. I can understand. And, and, I, I, understand. I mean, there's a lot of people that, that feel that way as well. Yeah, my brother my brother is one of them. He came, Every time my brother and I watch Duke, he's like, RJ, I pick R.J. Barrett. Every I would sing, too. He's like, every single time, he's like, I pick R.J. Barrett. And you could go back in time to the early stages of the show, back in October and November, when this whole thing started. I was on this show, and I said I'd pick R.J. Barrett. I'd take R.J. Barrett right now just simply because he's a better talent. And I, I'm sticking with that. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from Zion Williamson. I'm really not. Because Zion is one hell of a player. And Zion said. We've seen all the highlights. Zion said he loved He said if the Knicks did draft me, I'd love to be there. Of course he would. Of course he would. He would love to be, he, he'd love to be anywhere because he's going to be the number one overall pick. If he goes to Phoenix, that's a, that's a pretty good team as well. He says, uh, he told the New York Post, Steve Serby, he says, I mean, I don't know if they need much saving, but to the New York fans, I really appreciate the love and support. If the Knicks did draft me, I'd love to be there. Like I said, whatever team drafts me, that's where I want to be. I don't know if they need much saving. They do. (laughs) (laughs) That was him being kind. I don't know if they need much saving. I think he would really enjoy playing in New York because he's playing under the spotlight. He's playing at the Mecca of basketball. He's playing at the world's most famous arena. he's going to be under a lot of – he'll be under more pressure than Barrett and Morant because Zion comes with the – as Jay Williams said, the celebrity. Yeah, no, I understand it. But I think whoever the Knicks choose end up playing with the spotlight on them. Of course. Because they they were brought in to be that transcendent player, to be that player – that attracts the free agents, that player who can help the Knicks get out of this misery, out of this tunnel, out of this dungeon, and out of this cellar hole, out of this, um, out of this black hole, out of this, um, out of this, uh, God, this, out of this landfill. I mean, I don't know how many other words to ch- what other words to choose, but out of this hell hole that that the Knicks have dug themselves in for the last twenty years. 
He, whoever the Knicks choose is going to be responsible for that. And if they fall flat on their face, holy crap. Can you imagine? Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> boo-hoo. <laughs> I had to. For you on the world's smallest violin. Wow. I thought we were boys, man. <laughs> I thought we were boys. No, because you went on this, just this. Oh, we bit this. Listen, I feel, listen. I'm a fan. I'm a Nick fan. I and, know. And, and 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 it bugs me to the to to my core that this team sucks to the point that they do. This team freaking sucks. <laughs> All right, Mr. Krabs, <laughs> shut up, Krabs, shut up. <laughs> No, but it, it's big. I love so, that world smile as small as <laughs> I love it. My brother, we, we always do it. My friends and I always do it all the time. My brother and I, cousins, friends, we always do it all the time. Oh, let me play the world. Yeah. No, but, no, but, but you get me though, right? Because no, I, 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 one hundred percent get. It. I, I, I'm a, I'm not, I'm no fan. I don't have any lead. I don't have any fan to an NBA team like Baccioni with the Nets, Fogarty with the Lakers. Yeah. Guido with the Cavs, I think. <laughs> I'm kidding, Mike. And uh, you with the Knicks. Because, <laughs> no, literally, Mike's like, I have not watched a single Cav game. And I'm like, you're a fan, aren't you? He's like, no, I have not watched a single Cav game this year. Like, you're that is not it? a real fan. <laughs> <laughs> not a real <laughs> Sorry, Mike. But anyway, in all seriousness, I want to see the Knicks do well. And it's it, it hurts for a Knicks fan to see the fact, and for New York basketball, the fact that the New York Knicks have not had a transcendent franchise you, guy since Patrick Ewing. And you know what's the most annoying part about this? Chris Osborne's supposed to be the guy, and then they traded him. Well, yeah. But you know what's the mo- what the most annoying part about this is? Not only, not only are the Knicks not good, they're always in the headlines for the wrong reasons. Yes. I agree with that. And right now, currently, currently speaking... The Knicks are either second or third place in their own town. To who? Brooklyn. To the Brooklyn Nets. And St. John's. If you want, if you were to go yeah. college, St. John's. Well, yeah. I guess you could count them in. But, but they're Brooklyn. second or third place. Brooklyn. A team that five years ago was a dumpster fire. Is in the playoffs right now. If the, if the season ended today. They're in the playoffs. Which they will most likely be. A team that has D'Angelo Russell, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Josh Allen. I mean, Jared Allen, excuse me. Coached by Kenny Atkinson. Their GM, Sean Marks. That's a team that's built correctly with the right amount of players on there. A team that traded away all of their draft picks like seven years ago. For Garnett. For and Garnett. Al, and Paul, Al, Pierce. Paul Pierce. I remember that trade. And you're telling me they're in a better position? And they've done it in that short period of time? When the Knicks have had 20 freaking years to get this right? And you're telling me you can't? Culture, coaching, making the right moves. D'Angelo Russell has turned out to be a steal. A steal. Oh, of course. Of course. Absolutely. Steal. And 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 I, we were here yesterday or two nights ago, whatever it was, when the Nets pulled off that miraculous win against the Kings, and saying how well, how good that team is, how good that team can be, and going into the next few years, they have a bright future. They have a bright future. You know how much it pains me to say that to a, to another team in my own ta- in their in their own town. How many points do you think D'Angelo Russell is going to go against the Lakers tonight? Ooh. Uh, Oof. Oof. He'll drop 25 tonight. 25? Yeah. I'm thinking 30. No, I don't know. 
He'll drop 25. 25? All yeah. right. We'll go 25. I expect a bigger, ga- a bigger game from Karis LeVert. I expect a bigger game from Spencer Dinwiddie. Jared Allen's probably going to have a better game as well. I'm not expecting Rondé Hollis Jefferson to be that player that they go to at the end of the game if they need to. All right. But that's the type of thing that you that, that you get from this from this Brooklyn Nets team. That's how good they are. Someone different every day. It's someone different. Exactly. Kuruks. Who the hell's Kuruks? Look at the fun that they had. Kuruks. That kid is good. I mean, that team is just well coached and well organized from top to bottom. And you're telling me that, that the Knicks, the New York Knicks, can't do that? Like I Playing said, at Madison Square Garden? You're like, telling me you can't. Like I said, haven't had a franchise guy since Patrick Ewing. A, and I'm talking, and I'm not, I'm, no, I I'm know talking what you're a, dra- a draft yep. pick who became your, you know, it's. Somebody it's one, that's your own. It's Yeah, exactly. Someone that's, it's one thing, it's cool to trade for a veteran. It's cool to trade for a guy. You had that with John Starks. You had that with Mark Jackson when you had him. And, you had the pat with Patrick Ewing when you had, when you drafted him out of Georgetown. Yeah. You had that. The Knicks have to start building them up, which is why I like now Dennis Allen. Now Dennis, excuse me, Dennis Smith obviously was not a draft pick, but he's a still a young talent that you mm-hmm. can build around. Maybe you got some with Kevin Knox, but you got to nail this something. Well, you got you have to nail this draft. They need with Jay, to with you said you said it spot on, my brother. It. You have to nail the draft. You got to nail and this draft especially because it's so talented. And for the first time, you might very well get the number one for the first time in. You saw that right? What? I got the computer covering me. I didn't Texas Tech head, head coach got into his player's face and started yelling at him. Oh, boy. <laughs> Is he going to get the same attention? Who's the Texas Tech coach? I'll get that for you after during the break. I'll bring, right I'll bring that up. Right there. Right yeah, well, there. Yeah, there you go. There right you go. I get you. there. I, I, got, I, got, I see what you did there. Right there. But I still think it'll get attention. Do you, it, but probably, not as bad. it probably will. But again... No offense to him, and this is not a shot to him. And Texas Tech has had a great year. They've they've gotten to the tournament. Number three seed. You don't. You, don't, you, you Tom Izzo is more recognizable than a lot of coaches, including Texas Tech. So mm-hmm. Izzo, all of Izzo, when something happens with him, becomes t- talked about because everyone knows who he is. Absolutely. Everyone knows who he is. Evan, my brother, what's next? Hmm? I'll t- I'll tell you what's next. The start of the three of the three o'clock hour. Here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Ah, but it's going to be about 3.05. It's going to be about 3.05. So our official start, our (laughs) official start of the 3 o'clock hour. Coming up next, here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, this is Chuck Talk. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Chuck Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Oh, welcome back to the 3 o'clock hour here on Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, ladies and gentlemen. And there's a reason why we're playing the song, and it's not because Shane McMahon is going to walk through that door. No, he's not, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news out of baseball. Ace, Red Sox starting pitcher, their left-handed pitcher, their number one starter, Chris Sale, got paid today. Yet another baseball player gets Paid. And, and he's, still, not, he's, he's still not taking the ground. He's not the only one that's gotten paid in the last two days. Nope. Chris Sale today agrees to a five-year extension in the $150 million range with the Boston Red Sox. And he's not the only one, like I said. 
Cardinals first baseman, all-star. Paul Goldschmidt agrees to a five-year extension worth about $130 million. These dudes are getting paid, ladies and gentlemen, left and right. What? I just love Shane's team. Hey, Shane, are you out there? No, he's not. No, 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 I'm not. Shane's not out there. <laughs> get to the shit, get to the shit, fans <laughs> <laughs> I love I love I love Shane McMahon. I do, but the the, the punches I it kind of freaks me out. <laughs> but I don't mind seeing him throw himself from the other side of the ring. Well, I don't think <laughs> into, anybody wants to see. Okay, okay, can. okay. That remember the remember the bump he took with Roman Reigns yeah. where he tried to, where he did the there was the coast to coast spot was that Survivor Series the coast to coast spot and Reigns speared him mm-hmm. and actually legitimately knocked Heard him out. Him, yeah, like. I'm like, dude, you're 50 years old. Why or, you, why or, 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 or when he threw himself off the steel, ca- off the top of the off cage. Off the cell with the Undertaker, right. With the Undertaker. Uh, but it was really that. And right th- through the table, Undertaker moved out of the way. It was really that spot with Roman. I was like, oh my. No, I know, I but. Literally, I literally was like, oof, and he got legitimately hurt. No, I know, but in situations like that, you're putting yourself, your body on the line, that's yeah. ridiculous. But, yeah, hey, listen, Chris Sale just got paid five-year extension worth about $150 million. With the Boston Red Sox yesterday, Paul Goldschmidt, first baseman of the uh, of the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, agreed to a five year uh, five year deal worth about one hundred and thirty million dollars. Um, like I said, these guys are getting paid, but now Chris just, Sale getting paid. What does that mean for Jacob Degrom and the New York Mets? Now he watches closely at that deal. That was the contract that I was waiting for. The Sale contract was the one I was waiting for because Sale is. 30, 31 years old, or I think he's 29, about to be 30. Uh, let me just make that sure. Let me just make sure of that one. He is 29, going to be 30, actually, in a few days. March 30th is his birthday, so he'll be 30. Jacob deGrom is 30, 31 years old. Uh, he's 30 years old, going to be 31 in June. So this was the contract I was waiting for, and here it is. This will either pay into deGrom's favor, and I think it does. Five years, $150 million, I think plays more into deGrom's favor that it does the Mets favor. So this deal was either going to favor the Mets, because then the Mets can say, hey, Sale was given this amount of money. He's your age, around your age. This is what you're worth. But since he got a five-year, $150 million extension, now DeGrom says, hey, this is what I am worth. I am worth this. According to Joel Sherman, Chris Sale will be be paid his $15 million this year in the final season Mm -hmm. of the pack that was originally signed with the White Sox. Then his five-year extension kicks in with the Red Sox paying him. According to Christopher Smith, his contract extension is $30 million AAV, average annual value to How count much? against. $30 million. <laughs> Average annual value to count, so, against the C- count against the CBA beginning in 2020. $30 million AAV. Yikes. Wow. This is fit. That kind of, to me, that favors the Grum. This, this now. Well, yeah, for sure. Well, well, the re- the I'm not saying for sure, but the reason why we say that is because oh, we got another extension, or apparently, according to Chris, according to Ken Rosenthal, uh, source today indicating a two-year deal for Justin Verlander with the with the Astros for more than sixty million is that is as not done, but is at least possible. It's in the works. Is at least possible. Okay. Verlander earning twenty-eight million twenty nineteen would and would want to approach Granke's record of thirty-four point four. Granke's record of AAV Yikes. is thirty-four point four million. He wants to get that record for a starting pitcher. Yikes! So Ken Rosenthal just tweeted out about fifteen minutes ago. 
that he wrote today that an extension for Verlander with the Astros would appear to be a long shot. Sources today indicating a two-year deal for more than $60 million is at least possible. So Yikes. not done, nothing there yet, but it's at least possible. Jeez. So at least Baseball's where the money's at, man. Brewers in agreement with free agent reliever Alex Wilson pending physical. Okay. So that's that that happened. So there's there's a deal with that. Well, th- this all kind of, this all kind of hurts the Mets though, because the more the, the more these guys are signed to these extensions at this ludicrous amount of money. Blake Snell. So I turn to the pitchers: Blake Snell, Aaron Nola, Luis Severino, Chris Sale. I don't Justin think I'm Verlander miss- will be there. Verlander, Verlander is going to get paid, yep. but at least for now, mm-hmm. Sale, Sevy, Kershaw last year. Kershaw last year, sure, but that was in the offseason. That was no, when he still, got out. Yeah, I mean, but right now, Sale, Sevy, Snell, and now Aranola. Jacob Degrom, you could make the case is better than three of those four pitchers. I'll put Sale he's over. Better him. than Aranola. He's better than Nola. To me, he's obviously better than Sevy, and yeah. he's better than Blake Snell. Yeah. Chris Sale is the guy where I say, okay, you're not better than him, but. You know what though? You're pretty. You are. You are in his He's group of class. He's on par with him. Yeah, he. You are in his group of class. You're in his class. You're, you're not. You're not better than him, but you are in that group with him. So, the attention now goes to Jacob Degrom in terms of a young pitcher in his 30s, looking for an extension. He's not young, in terms of baseball. But neither, but neither is Sale. In terms of baseball, he's going to be 30. He's not young, but Sale is 29. But he's going to be 30 in a few days. Yeah, Jacob Degrom is what 31. 30, 30 going to be 31 in June. Well, I guess the outlier here is Justin Verlander because he's older than that. Verlander's had a had a late surge. Yeah. Kind of like Scherzer, but he's had a late surge, Verlander. But Verlander's late surge is ridiculous because of the fact that everybody was kind of playing him for dead when he, in his final years in Detroit. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the same stuff. But then he goes to Houston. They alter his pitching motion a little bit. Mad Dog, Chris Mad Dog Russo, sorry to interrupt, but Chris Mad Dog Russo on his show today was using the contracts of Jason Bay, Todd Frazier, and Jay Bruce as reasons for the Mets to be skeptical, skeptical about giving DeGrom an extension. I don't know how. The, <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even comprehend that. <laughs> I can't even comprehend that. I don't that. know. I, I Should the Mets do it right now? Probably not. Because you still have them under how many years of arbitration left? Two. Two more years. Will the Mets do it? They'll probably do it next year. Or probably end up doing it sometime this year while the season goes on. But I don't think Jake with ground wants to even talk about that during the season. No. I, think, I don't think he wants it to be a distraction. I think this is I think this is this is either happening within the now? next Within the next week. Because opening day is on Thursday. The I don't Mets, think it's happening. The Mets start the season yeah. on Thursday. Against the Washington, against the Washington Nationals on the road. I don't think Excuse it's me, it's got to happen even before then. I don't if it think doesn't it happen by then, it's not going to. It ain't happening. No, nope. at least at least for now. Not going to. Sorry, it's not going to. No, no. It's like the it's like the con- magic conch shell from SpongeBob. No. <laughs> SpongeBob. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. But this is this is now the setter for Jacob Degrom, a th- pitcher in his thirties, a dominant pitcher who's in his group. What do the Mets do now? Degrom could say, "Hey." Chris Sale got $150 million for five years. He's getting $34 million annually. But if you're the Mets. What Met, about me? But if you're the Mets, all right, he's going to be 31, right? Probably by the time that this extension gets done, that this contract extension gets done with the Mets, right? Mm-hmm. Do you really want to go the five-year route with Jacob DeGrom? I don't think so. I don't think they want to go to the five-year route because at that point he'll be 36 at the end of that, uh, at the end of that contract. Yes. Who's to say that Jacob DeGrom won't take a, a, a turn 
downhill, stuff-wise, velocity-wise. Who's to say Chris Sale won? Because Chris Sale has been worked a lot he has. in these last several years. He has been worked a lot. And he's injury-prone, too. Yes, that's another problem. So, But the Red Sox aren't afraid to spend money. The Mets are. And it's interesting that the Red Sox got this done now because they have Mookie Betts coming up. You have Bogarts coming up. J.D. Martinez is but coming up. But Mookie Betts is interesting because he wants to test free agency. Yes. If you're the Red Sox, are you scared that Mookie Betts is going to go? Or are, are you? Because you still have the, op- the, 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 the possibility of J.D. Martinez opting out of his contract. Well, I think he's a free agent. He, I don't think he has to opt out. I think he's a free agent. J.D. Martinez? Does he have to opt out? Yeah. He's a free agent. Oh, yes, you're right. He he's can opt, opt out. out. You're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. J.D. has the opportunity to opt out of his contract. You're right. Mookie Betts is going to be a free is going to be a free agent. He turned down a massive contract extension from the Boston Red Sox. Turned it down because he wants to test the free agency. He wants to he wants to see what kind of numbers he could get. He said he said it. I, I'm willing to talk at the end at the end of the season. But it's interesting what's going on with baseball. These dudes are getting paid, man. And not only that, Corey Kluber or Trevor Bauer might be traded to San Diego. For all we know, what's you know, for all we know, they might get traded. Let's just talk about some of the guys who've gotten paid recently. Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Manny Bryce. Machado. Well, obviously those are yeah. Trout. I mean, uh, Harper and Machado are the free agents that you know yes. that were out there. But we have Trout getting paid. Severino got paid. Aaron Hicks, Hicks got, got paid. paid. Um. Paul Goldschmidt got Paul paid. Paul Goldschmidt just got paid. Alex Bregman just got paid. Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado just got bank. <laughs> bank. Chris Sale just got paid. Justin Verlander's about to get paid. Yeah. Should be getting paid soon. Yeah. Which one out of those is the most shocking to you? Honestly? Trout. That's the most shocking. That it got done so fast? That it got done like that. That it's done. It's out of the way. Ladies I'm, and oh, hold on, ladies and gentlemen, upset. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Gardner <laughs> Webb is up Took six to four. <laughs> Boy, if Virginia, Virginia, if Virginia, I don't think they will. But if Virginia no. loses this game, Speedy might, Speedy might just, Speedy might have himself a party. Speedy might, <laughs> Speedy might have himself a party. <laughs> Speedy might just walk in the door right now and be like, <laughs> waving a Gardner Webb flag, popping champagne. They're going up eight four now. Yeah. Oh no, he got stuck. Popping, champ- <laughs> popping champagne. He's gonna walk in here with a with a throwing throwing balloons up everywhere. Yep. Speedy might get Speedy might have himself a little potty. <laughs> he might. Uh no, but yeah. But uh, my trout. My yeah. trout is probably the one that shocked me. Maybe Arenado's a close, but I kind of thought the Rockies would resign. I thought him. the Rockies would get that yeah. done. Yeah. Trout's the one. Though I was like, oh, oh, the Angels paid up. Trout because Angels not, said no. Trout not in the market. Trout not necessarily because of the fact really? that he's staying with the Angels. Uh, but just because of the fact that it got done this fast, I, I would say yeah, it's, it's like sort that. of shocking. Yeah. Um, sales not shocking to me. Uh, Arenado's not shocking. Sevy or Hicks aren't shocked. Uh, Hicks is a little. Hicks is a little Hicks shocking because of his bit. injury history. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, again, Trout was going to hit free. Did the Yankees know Trout was going to hit free agency? Is that why they said, you know what, let's just give Hicks his extension right now? Did they know? No, I they don't prob- think so. They, they probably knew something. No, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think this more. This has more to do with the fact that they are lining up the money to pay Aaron Judge at some point. Okay, I can see it. I think that's where this this, this heads. Market Watch. I'm looking at a headline on a on an article from Market Watch. Trout signed a 426.5 million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. Why he's worth 630 million? <laughs> Jesus, let's not get crazy now. 
I tell you, we're going to get a billion dollar player in a few point. years. And it's and it's and sometime in the future in the near future, we're going to get a billion dollar player. Whoever it is, we're going to get a billion dollar player. But in our in our in our uh lifetime? lifetime? Yes. You think so? I think so. We're gonna hit. We're gonna hit a billion. If we do, if we do, my son's playing baseball. <laughs> my, son, my son is taking care of me. But Dad, I, I don't have a child yet. I don't I, have a child yet. But, but Dad, I, I want to be an astronaut. Hell no! <laughs> you're playing baseball, damn it, Junior. Dad, but Dad, I want to. Dad, I want to be Junior. You're playing baseball. Dad, I want to be a basketball player. A football no. player. No. 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 Not enough money. Dad, you need to take care of me. <laughs> And your mother, <laughs> and your and your mother, and your mother, and your grandmother, <laughs> and your uncle. You need to you need to buy your baby brother's diapers. <laughs> you need to take care of us, Junior. You gotta pay. <laughs> you gotta pay for the family. <laughs> it's your family. I'm getting the Don on you, Junior. If you don't shut don't up. make me get Don Maz off of you. <laughs> He'll pay. For- <laughs> He'll- we got you. Go play baseball, and you're gonna like it. But daddy, I want to be a chef. No, <laughs> you will not be a chef. You know, my dad actually <laughs> told me not to be a chef. <laughs> really? I was actually going to go to school, uh, culinary school. Can I really? Yeah. I mean, before, I chef, actually, before I actually. Being a just, chef is, is a pretty cool gig, you know. He's actually the A chef, so that that that's why he said no. Oh, he's a chef in himself. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he told what me. What restaurants does he work at? Well, he used to Was work it? at a, a big time restaurant in the city. Uh, oh, that's pretty Across cool. from Carnegie Hall. That's pretty cool. But yeah, no, he told me, he's like, no, don't do it. You can't do mm. So then at that point, I was going to go to aviation school. But then I figured that I found aviation out. school. Yeah, I wanted to be like either a pilot or air traffic control. Again, that's pretty cool. And then I found out how much math goes into it. And I'm pretty dumb when it comes to math. <laughs> yeah, coordinates and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's it's uh. and then it's not- media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK, I can't be a chef. Uh, I can't do numbers. <laughs> <laughs> fly, flying an airplane isn't exactly getting getting the uh, the cockpit and fly. No, it's more than that. It's, it's, not, not, it's, uh, it's not putting it into drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's not taking off. It's not just flying. It's a lot uh, more than that. All right, I'll just talk in a microphone. Yeah, yeah. talking just, in a microphone isn't half that bad. <laughs> it's not half that bad. Uh, uh, but yeah, hey, listen, these guys are getting absolutely just paid, man, left and right. This and and now we wait for Jacob Degrom and Magic Conchell. Will the Mets pay Jacob Degrom before next Thursday? No. <laughs> I had to. Magic Conch, will Jacob Degrom get more than Chris Sale? No. <laughs> Magic Conch. Will the Mets do the right thing here and, and sign Jacob DeGrom? No. Magic Cotsell, will the New York Knicks get the number one overall pick? No. Oh, let's not get... Uh, <laughs> no. Bastard. <laughs> Magic Conch, will Virginia lose to Gardner-Webb today? No. Okay. All right. The Magic Conch is spoken. Hey, listen. If SpongeBob and Patrick listen to it, we have to listen to it, too. <laughs> No. Man, man, no. man, man. But this is, but yeah, that's it's. Inc- it really is incredible how the first couple of weeks of the off season, the first month or so of the off season, it the was money that's getting thrown around. Eh? It was at the first month or so was all right. What's wow? Nothing's happening. This is re- you know what's going on. Yeah, what, yeah. Why is my all of a sudden and over the first over the last month or so, month or so? Yeah, this guy got paid. This guy yeah. got paid. This guy free agents like Machado and Harper. Marlon Gonzalez get paid. Uh, no, you know, get paid. Soon to be free agents. Arenado sale. It's, cr- it's crazy how we went from Trout, Manny- get paid. It's crazy how we went from Manny Machado having one of the uh, the biggest contracts in American sports history. Harper. Then we, then we went to Harper, and then we went to Arenado mm-hmm. on uh, just AAV alone. Yeah. 
And then we, and then Mike Trout said, "Hold my beer, bro. Hold my beer. <laughs> Hold my beer. I got this." Chris Sale's like, "Yeah, give me 150 mil." <laughs> hey Trout, let me let me borrow 150 <laughs> for the Red Sox. I mean, and now the attention turns to Jacob Degrom, and will the Mets get a deal done? At but let's least be before re- next Thursday. Let's be realistic. Which I don't, I don't think they will. Do we see know. that? We don't see. I don't see that happening. I, I think, I think there's a shot. I think the Mets are talking to Degrom. I think. They are trying to find a deal and trying to find a common ground. The question is, will it happen? I don't know. I think there's a chance. I don't, but I don't. I have my doubts. Well, I mean, we'll continue to keep an eye on that. I want to. I want this to get done. But there, but there are people, and some of them actually participate on the show, that say they don't agree with Jacob Degrom getting paid right now. James Bacchioni being one of exactly. them, exactly, because he has two years of control. Yeah, but you know what? And though? the age. The age factor has a lot to do with it, believe it or not. As, as much as people don't want to listen to that, the age factor has a lot to do with it, as well as the Mets being cheap. Speedy, speedy Pete. Yeah, I, just, I, was just just about, I was just about to bring it up in a little bit. Speedy, <laughs> he just, speedy tweeted out. Speedy Virginia's, alert. Speedy alert. He on Twitter, Virginia is losing to another 16 seed. Let's hope it lasts. Hashtag Gardner Webb. Hashtag. And right now, Gardner Webb is up eight six with thirteen thirty to go in the first half. This is boy he's in the uh, one versus sixteen matchup Gosh, of the NCAA South region. He, they are playing in Columbia, South Carolina. I believe. Is, he, is he producing third and long today? No, no third and long today. It's oh no, Friday. third and long. Oh, that's right. It's Friday. For Home stretch though. Home, Home stretch. That's right. So, so we'll the game, have his reaction. The, the game. That. Yeah, you'll have his reaction. The game will be over by then. Yeah. 10-6 now, Gardner-Webb. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, you oh, can boy. see. You can see the heat coming up from the floor. Tennessee you can see be- the heat coming out of Speedy's head. Tennessee, oh. Tennessee is beating Colgate 26-18 right now. I'm looking at some of the other scoreboards. Texas Tech is up 66-50. to That game is pretty much over. Kansas you see State. Irvine beating yeah. Kansas State right now 40-39 to with 14-40 to go in the second half. Um. Man, college basketball is all over the place right now. Such great games so far. Absolutely. Great games. And we still have a lot more to go, though. Yeah. So, which, is, did, which is great. What extension, other than Jacob DeGrom, what extension do you think? That was a question I was going to ask, ask you. Because yeah. um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, too. I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, we won't see it from Mookie Betts. No. Mookie Betts is going to test free agency. I guess Verlander technically will be next, but maybe. I'll, I'll say Verlander's next, but I'm trying to think of another one. I want to say J.D. Martinez. No, because he's still Oh, that's right. He's, he's, option. Option. he's an option. Oh, yeah, I keep option. forgetting that. My bad. My um, bad. My bad. I'm an idiot. You're not an idiot. Sometimes you're not smart. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> you, you like what I did there, right? That's, yeah, yeah. I just see kidding. You. Just I kidding. See um, who else is out there that can get an extension? Um, Is it the obvious? Mr. Judge? No, 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 no. That won't happen. I don't think that'll happen. That probably won't happen for another two years. Because he, he still has those three to four years of control. I could see it getting it done, though, relatively soon. No, I, I don't. You can't? No, I don't think so. Be- I, I think that he, in, in his argument, I think he wants to play himself into even bigger money. He wants to prove his worth. And the Yankees also want to see if he proves his worth. I could see it next year, though. He has a mo- I could. T- I'm picking Aaron Judge to win MVP. Oh, I did year. as well. I I'm picking well. him to win MVP. I, I could I, see I, him. Win I told MVP. you my numbers for him: forty home runs, uh, I could see two eighty-five batting average. He ba- he bats for average, anyways. Yeah, uh, hundred and fifteen RBIs. I want to say maybe more than that, if anything. But I see him having at least forty home runs this year, mm-hmm. at least. Why? Because he's going into the season healthy. 
That's why. Mm-hmm. You have a full April of Aaron Judge healthy. So, I mean, hey, listen. If he wins MVP this year, Yankees win the World Series. I, I think discussions will start regardless. I think the discussions will start regardless. But they have to try and, I guess, kind of figure that out. Mookie Betts seems to move. I feel like the Red Sox are going to get something with Mookie no, Betts. No, I'm, I'm telling he he turned down an offer, a mega, mega offer. I'm, yeah, I, I think know. It was a five years, $180 million, I think I saw. Yeah, but $180 I might be wrong million. On the, I might be wrong on the, on the money. But it was a five-year extension for Mookie Betts. This was this past offseason? Yeah, it just passed. Not mm. too long ago. He turned it down. Well, he probably saw the contracts. The other guys are here. He's like, no. Yeah, exactly why he wants to test free agency. And I, think, and I think teams will be willing to pay him. Dude, sure. he's good. I'm sure. He's good. Really good. But, um, yeah, he's yeah I don't see. I, don't re- I can't really think of anybody right now. Mookie's got one year of arbitration after next year. Who are some young, big, rising players, though? That can probably because we already got Arenado out of the way, Paul Goldschmidt's out of the way. I mean, he's a little he, older. If he has a big year this year, Michael Conforto. He's somebody. That, he's somebody. Uh, how yeah. long does Ahmed Rosario have on his? Uh, uh well, he's got plenty of time. He's I still think. got some time. He's right? got plenty of time. It's Conforto is the one that Conforto. Go, I could see Conforto getting. Yeah, better. Rosario's not till 2023. He's oh, got yeah, time. He's got, he's got plenty of time. He's got way too much time. Conforto is somebody that I can see getting paid. But, he's but got, will they pay him before? Uh, he's before got two, He's got Conforto's got two years of arbitration left. He's got to have. He's got to stay healthy this year and have a big year next this year and next year. Big year this year next. Stay healthy because we know we can do it. Played well in 2015. Was great in 2017 before the shoulder injury. He had no spring training time at all last year. Kind of struggled to start to first half of the season, but, but second what, half of the season when he got the healthy. Once break got done, he came back. Second and half, when really he got healthy, year. when he got healthy, he looked like himself. He really good last two months of the season for, he, for Conforto. He stays healthy. I think Conforto could have a nice year this year and next year and then get paid. Something along that line. Could be a possibility. But I'm thinking, trying to think of another player maybe coming up soon or relative in the near future. I really don't. I don't see one right now. I don't. Bellinger? He would have gotten it by now. Maybe. Or he might have gotten it by now. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. As we're talking contracts. As we're talking contracts. Um, we're going to go to break. And we'll be back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chuck Talk. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Oh, that's that good stuff, Evan. Oh, we have been expressing ourselves here on Chalk Talk, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Last Virginia is expressing themselves right now, too. Uh, no, Gardner-Webb is expressing themselves. I know. I Gardner-Webb has a 12-point lead in the first half right now against number one seed, Virginia. Oh, my goodness. Deja vu. Could it happen again, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Michael Cole. Oh, my. Oh, my. Michael. 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 Michael Cole. Michael. 
I can't believe it, Michael. This is insane, Michael. Michael, Michael. Oh, my God. <laughs> Triple H, you son of a... <laughs> no. No. Oh, my goodness. This is... They are down 12 right now. And I, I know Speedy's having an absolute party this at is, home right this now. Is speedy, this is Speedy right now. That reminds me of the uh, the boss in uh, in the Crash Bandicoot games when you when you lose. Oh, that's uh. No, no, no. But I mean, it, Doctor Doctor uh, Doctor Neo Cortex. Yeah. No, but it's not him. It, it, I mean, it, you, you you hear the laugh. Excuse me. Wow, that was rude. You hear the laugh though. Uh, but this look laugh, at this. This laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh good old clancy brown oh man love clancy brown but uh yeah gardner webb has his 20 has a 26 14 lead against the virginia cavaliers right now the number one seed trailing again again, again. like i said deja vu 8 10 to go in the first half if you want to catch this game it's on true tv true tv has a game um, and I'm sure they're making a lot of viewers right now, thanks to Speedy. Yeah, thanks, Speedy. Speedy's Speedy's on a mountaintop right now. He's yelling. <laughs> but is she like a Speedy Speedy Twitter Twitter checkup? Every- <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking for the Speedy tweets. But as they were, ladies and gentlemen, um, yeah, we're just gonna keep updating you as the game goes on. Uh, 49-47, Kansas State has a lead over UC Irvine with 9.30 to go in the second half. Texas Tech beat uh, Northern Kentucky 72-57. That's a final. Tennessee has a 16-point lead over Colgate right now, 36-20, late in the first half. Um, yeah, I mean, this competitive is, is, is the word for what's going on in this game right now. And I bet you Virginia's being punched in the mouth right now. And uh, they don't know what to do right now. They don't know what to do. Hopefully, for them, for their sake, it doesn't turn out to be another another embarrassing loss to a team that this is their first NCAA tournament. That's right. Their first NCAA tournament in Gardner-Webb. Um, so, yeah, man. But well, where do we go from here? This is crazy. <laughs> you can't. You, this you is, can't make this stuff up, you man. Can't this is make sports. This up, and it's not only the sports, but this is you gotta just picture the Virginia, uh, the Virginia fan base right now, watching this game. Like oh, I can imagine Chris Canty oh, right now, who went to Virginia. He's oh, pro- he did. Yeah. They got just just imagine them all just sitting there like, oh my goodness, not again, yep. not not again, no, Absolutely. no, not again. This is just this is incredible. And Sh- shocking is the word, to be honest with you. Um, but some news uh, out of the NFL. It's not necessarily out of the NFL, but it has to do with somebody who played in the NFL. Pac-Man Jones agrees to a plea deal and will serve some jail time uh, for cheating a casino. Robert Kraft, I know they offered him a deal, and he said no. Yeah, he did. About his whole, his uh, whole situation. Uh, but Pac-Man Jones, 10 days, will, will spend some time in jail. 10 days. It's a shame because Pac-Man, again, Pac-Man is a, it's, I know it's cliche to say for a lot of athletes, especially Pac-Man, but Pac-Man is, is a talented football player, but he's just not worth the headache right now for a lot of oh, teams. For he's not worth that. Yet, Vontez, I could say the same thing for Vontez, perfect, and he got signed right away to the mm-hmm. Oakland Raiders, and that was so perfect. Yeah. Uh, it might have been, been a perfect, and I mean that in a, and I mean that in a sarcastic way. In uh, more NFL news, and this is something that we brought up before the show started, <laughs> uh, according to Mike Freeman, uh, 
Even though you say, you know, let's I wait till Schefter. I think we need Shefty. to wait till Adam Schefter replaces. But let's just put it out there just in case it does get done. Let's give credit where credit is due. Julio Jones and the Atlanta Falcons. Not Falcons. The, the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are uh, nearing a four- to five-year contract extension that can get Julio Jones a, a near $100 million. Which would only put him behind Mr. Antonio Brown. And Larry Fitzgerald. And Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, Julio Jones has been in the league since 2011. Has been Matt Ryan's go-to guy for, excuse me, the majority of Matt Ryan's career. Last year, he had 113 catches for 1,000 yards, 1,677 yards and eight touchdowns. The year before that, 88 catches, 1,444 yards and three touchdowns. You know, if they do, if this deal does get officially done, which I, you know, which I think we all figure it's going to, mm-hmm. it will get done if it is true. Hey, Matt Ryan continues to have his guy for a little while longer. Uh, he's he's actually he's now thirty years old too. Julio Jones was yeah. interesting. It's, he's now thirty years old. If Julio Jones does get this one hundred million dollar deal and signs it, it would only tie him with Texans superstar J.J. Watt, who has the twelfth most lucrative contract among active players. Julio Jones has in his since since he got in the league in two thousand eleven in his one two three four five six seven eight years in the league. Six of eight years with over a thousand receiving yards. Mm-hmm. One thousand receiving yards. Six of eight. Yep. His Monster. Only, He's been consistent to say the least for, the, o- for the Atlanta Falcons. His only years were his rookie year, where he got nine hundred fifty nine receiving yards. So that's pretty darn good in itself. And his third in a rookie year, year that's outst- rookie that's outst- outstanding. And his third year and eight touchdowns. And his, and his third year, he only played five games. And then he get hurt. Yeah, he yeah. only played five games that year in his third year. So, you know, so even then, uh, just been ama- He's been one of the top receivers in the league, and I know. I know, I know Baccioni made the case a few years ago, this was right after the Beckham trade, about how you don't need a top-end receiver in the league to win. You necessarily— You do, to me, you do, and Julio is a prime example because he has made so many catches for the Atlanta Falcons, and they lost that Super Bowl, but he made the catch in the fourth quarter that should have won them that Super no, Bowl. No, no, understandable. I, 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 I get what you're saying, but when's the last time— an all-star wide receiver, a number one wide receiver, led you to a Super Bowl. I think Alshon Jeffrey counts a couple of years ago. No, he's not. He I, doesn't. I he no, counts. he doesn't. I don't. No, he doesn't count. I think he counts. He doesn't count. No, it, it, no. I mean, Julio Jones no. did everything he could. Nick Foles led that team to the Super Bowl. But Alshon Jeffrey made some phenomenal plays. For he Foles. made Nick, phenomenal. Nick Foles and Jeffrey. A, had a lot great of connection. people made phenomenal plays. The defense ended up winning that game for them. Foles and Jeffrey had a great connection. But, they did. Uh, would you consider Alshon Jeffrey a number one though? Yes, I do. I've 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 I personally have considered him number one since his days in Chicago. I don't I don't him know if he's Marshall, not, I don't I don't know if he's a number one right now. Him and Brandon Marshall were one and one a. I I hundred percent agree with that. I mean I, I Alshon Jeffrey. I'm sure people are people right now as of now remembering him for the drop that he had against the Saints. Dropped off his hands and the Saints. Oh picked no, him yeah. Off. I mean but that that I, was just a boneheaded mistake. That I understand. He, that he made, it was that a bad made. mistake, but that guy still can flat out play. No, I'm not saying he can't play, but I don't I don't think he's a number 1. I think so. And I, Julio and again Julio made the play that but catch they that lost won. the game. That way he did everything they could. Yeah, but they lost the game regardless. I'm not saying they lost because of him. His coaching but was they horrible. lost the game, but they lost the game. The Patriots have the Patriots have done it without a, one, a number 1 wide receiver for all I, these I years. I think Edelman's a number 1. I I, I do. He's so reliable. I think Edelman's a number. Being one. reliable doesn't mean you're number. I'm, I'm talking about like just Antonio Brown, 
Julio Jones, Larry Fitzgerald, like those types of number ones. I mean, the Cardinals. You, you can have a number one receiver. Is it Fitz? Is, is uh, Fitzgerald's an interesting one? Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald was their number one. Yeah, I mean, obviously his age, his age has gotten old. But all right, Fitz, the one year, the one time he got a quarterback or got two Helped quarterbacks. Helped them get to the Super Bowl. They got to a Super Bowl. They lost. And then he got Carson. Yeah, because the Pittsburgh Steelers were the best team in the yeah, NFL all year long. They, they lost. lost. Fine. But he made, again, he caught that ball from Kurt Warner and went to the house for a touchdown. Yeah, he did. Okay, if that Who ended up catching the ball after that? Santonio Antonio Holmes. Holmes. I get it. Santonio Holmes. But again, Fitz did everything he could. And Kurt Warner, and again, that Cardinal defense just, just didn't do its job. It's not his fault. You know, and Santonio Holmes for a time was a pretty darn good receiver. He was. Who? Santonio Holmes. Oh, absolutely. He was. When he was with the Jets, he. That catch against the New England Patriots is still the, one of the best catches I've ever seen. That was a phenomenal grab. And then phenomenal. He, he, mess, he damages his foot. Yeah. Throws the ball in the air, and that, that ended up I beautiful. That. I was I'm, at that game. <laughs> were you? Yeah, well, against uh, the 49ers. I don't know. I, I, I firmly believe, I do still believe you need a true, legitimate receiver. I don't think Because so. Antonio Brown, two Antonio Browns. Defense, you look at the you look at the losses they suffered. Most of the time, it was because the defense couldn't do its job. The defense for a long okay, time was a struggle. Exactly. You may you may want a number one wide receiver, a number one prototypical wide receiver, a la Antonio Brown, Lyre Fitzgerald, like I said, uh, San Antonio Holmes, who who probably in his time could be considered a number one receiver. I thought, I, I thought he um, was. I thought so. Julio Jones, but. At the end of the day, the most important thing that you need on your team is defense and your quarterback. But you obviously. still, but you can build your defense even with a top end receiver. And just I look at these. But teams. you don't need that top end receiver to win you games. Is what I I'm see, saying. I think so. I think you I need that so. go to guy in the big moments. Let's just look at some number one receivers that haven't won games, that haven't won necessarily titles. I guess you could say one that just got traded away. Odell? What has he done for the New York Giants? What did he do for the New York Giants? Again, though. In I, terms I, of success. I understand. I understand. Personal success, understandable. Team success. I get, I, again, though, the Giants are just a mess within itself. This is a Giants team that's had three different head coaches down the last couple of years. An offensive line that's been a mess for a while. No running game prior to Saquon Barkley getting there. And a defense that's been a mess for a while. Yes, it was pretty decent to have 16 than that. You can have overall. but that's, that's The one a, time the defense was actually pretty fine, they made the playoffs. And Beckham was good. Beckham has been the one of the primary reasons over the last several years. They've actually won games. He's been one of the primary reasons. Odell and has Beckham. been some of the reasons why they've lost some games. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. What? What? What is Odell? What? His antics? It cost him on. It cost him on the field penalties. I mean, yardage has, the, the, put, puts you out of. Uh, I mean, when you're good, losing uh, a game, thirty-eight, thirty-eight to thirty-three. And Beckham scores two, three touchdown passes. You're losing the game because your defense is not strong enough. Okay, but even still, the number one you, you can throw you can throw the ball to a who can I who can I say? If the New York Jets this year need a top end number one, what do, what do we say the other day when the Jets got Crowder and Le'Veon Bell? What do we both say? The New York Jets need a top end wide receiver. That's all they really need in this offense. Along with an offensive line. They they got Le'Veon Bell. But Le'Veon No, oh, no, hold on, hold on. Le'Veon's no. a great number two. He is. No, but you see, but you can't you can't expect him to be considered a number two production wise the protect protect production type of player. Le'Veon Bell is a running back that has wide receiver capabilities. Sure. But he's running back. 
You still need somebody to go out there and be the person that you could throw the ball to. That's my you're point. No, you're that's a, what Sam, a that's team what needs. A team's number one. I'm not saying I'm not talking about like number one receiver stuff like an Antonio Brown or Julio Jones. Is what I'm talking about. If that makes any sense to you. What about Larry Fitz? What about Larry Fitzgerald then? Larry Fitzgerald is is something some of that talents too. Plasco Burrs was like that too, and they and he was a big reason why they won the Super Bowl in 2007. Anquan Bolden was for Baltimore. He was on that Cardinal team in 2008. Him and Flacco had a great connection for three years. You know, you to me, you do to me, you kind of do need. Santonio Holmes was a very reliable guy, number one guy. Who did Ben Roethlisberger go to when it mattered the most in that Super Bowl of 43? He went to Santonio Holmes. To me, Alshon Jeffrey is a legit number one guy. Who did Nick Foles go to a lot during that playoff run in the Super Bowl? Alshon Jeffrey. This past, I, I know Julian, I don't, we get with the Patriots, it's, well, this guy, the Bill Belichick makes this, Belichick does that, the Brady this, Brady that. I think some of that's true, but you got to give credit to Julian Edelman. How many no, you, great ca- no, look at the I mean, catches. No, no, I, I, you're look not going to take anything away from Julian Edelman. Look at the traps, the catch this guy has made. That catch against the Falcons, in the world, which is in just the, out of world, nowhere. Say world Series. In the Super Bowl, yeah, absolutely. World <laughs> the World Series. I was going to say World Series. The World Series. <laughs> You know, I mean, you, to me, you need to me to me. You, you don't. Need that. It's not a necessity. It's not it a necessity. Is. I think it is. I think it is. Obviously, you need Julio the quarterback. Who? Uh, uh, obviously, obvious. you need the quarterback. That's that's, the, that's the number one obvious thing. Quarterback, O line, pass rush. Yes, that's what it is. That, I, no, that's exactly. What, I'll agree with that. So, one. in in that aspect, wide receiver kind of falls down a little bit. To me, though, it falls num- down the total. Ball. Number one receiver is four. It's number it's number four. Quarterback, all line, pass rush, right there, number four is number one receiver. Then to me, I you think need secondary a second. goes above secondary, wide receivers. Secondary to me is five. I think because secondary I, goes above wide receivers. I, I get that, but to me I need I would build my pass rush first, then secondary. Oh, then, for sure. Oh, no, no, I no, no. I also want weapons for like my quarterback. In that list that you put up, so you put quarterback, quarterback, O line, O line two, pass rush, three, secondary, wide receiver, one, wide receiver. Yeah. And then for, that's that's you, and then secondary for me is five. And then I'll say... And then special teams. No, I'm just kidding. You do need good special teams. You do need special teams. You do teams. need great special teams. I mean, how Great's many times... Great's a strong term, but you need but a pretty how many good times, special teams. How many times can people... Pe- I see so many people laugh at teams for not having a decent kicker. And then when a kicker misses a kick, we laugh. We say, oh, man, if only they had a kicker. You need a kicker. You need a kicker to win game. And you need a punter for great field position. And you need a darn good kicker. Punter, I would agree with as well. Oh, my God. Field position, it matters everything. And a return and a return man, oh. Johnny Hecker. <laughs> Johnny. For, for the Rams. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. Sam Coke boot on the, that Sam guy. Sam Coke with the Ravens. I mean, jeez, these guys. These, these guys. Boot are on punter. that guy. Jeez. I mean, Andre Roberts, the kick return for the Jets this past that year. That pissed was, me off. Was the MVP of the team. Him and Jason Myers. That, actually, that, actually, that actually really got me mad. At yeah, the fact I, w- that I would have liked to see Andre Roberts back. I would have liked to see Andre Roberts back. Jason Myers, I don't mind, but Andre no, no, Roberts. no. Andre Roberts, I felt like needed to be on this team. Yeah, I agree with that. I would agree with 100 percent with that one. And he didn't. He didn't sound like he wanted to leave. No, I don't think he did. He didn't sound like he wanted to leave. Probably didn't want him back, or give him that money that he wanted. No. I, I mean, I'll go to the Green Bay Packers. Even 2010, Greg Jennings was a darn good receiver at his time. Greg Jennings is pretty darn good. Yeah, but they Jordy Nelson Rogers. too. Jordy. That's my problem. See, that's a problem that I always have. See, that's a problem I always have. Everyone says, well, they have Aaron Rodgers. Well, this, they have this quarterback. They have this guy. To me, you have a quarterback and a receiver, and they form that connection. No, they can, find, they can form the connection, but the, the quarterback obviously ultimately gets the ball in their hands. 
but you got to form that chemistry together. And Jennings and, and Jordy Nelson were, were great for it. Aaron Rodgers was not happy when they cut Jordy Nelson a, couple, a year or so ago. He was not happy. So, again, top to me, they were top end, at least in Greg Jennings' time, a top and reliable receiver. So, to, to me, it does play a factor. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah, Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, and Donald Driver, too, but Donald Driver's kind of towards the tail end of his career. Donald Driver was more Brett oh, yeah, Favre. I him, yeah. Was more Brett Favre. Yeah. And that's from 99, 99 to 2007. That was more him, him with Brett Favre. Donald Driver's pretty, pretty solid, too. Um, Got some uh, news out of Yankees camp a little bit. More injury. Don't tell me it's another injury. No. Oh, good, 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 good. good. I'd probably I walk out the room injury. right now. Um, Brian Hoke of uh, a Yankees beat writer. Uh, Greg Bird, right elbow, said that the plan is for him to return to the lineup tomorrow. He's very relieved that the X-ray and CT scan came back clean. Nice. Greg Bird got hit uh, the other day in a, pre- in a spring training game. Uh, he also talked about Aaron Hicks. Aaron, Aaron Hicks has said uh, he wants to be back when eligible on April 4th, but Aaron Boone said that is too ambitious. Hicks has not returned to baseball activities. Um, Boone said that the Yankees are planning to be conservative with Hicks' back injury to avoid another trip to the injured list. Back is tricky, man. It is. The um, back is tricky. This is a tricky injury. You don't want to play games with this. Absolutely. Uh, back is tricky. He also talked about CeCe Sabathia. By the way, a little update for you. Gardner-Webb is up 33-23 over Virginia. 33-25, excuse me, my bad. Yeah, eight-point lead for Gardner-Webb with three under three minutes to go in the first half of the NCAA tournament. Um, CC Sabathia news. Though CC Sabathia isn't ready to pitch, Aaron, Aaron Boone said that he could be on the Yankees' opening day roster. Sabathia has a five-game suspension to serve, and that would be one way to get it out of the way. Uh, that suspension comes from uh, the, the series in, in Tampa, in Tampa Bay at the end of the season, where he threw a, uh, Jesus Sucre, right. the catcher, uh, because the um, the race through, I believe it was at Austin Romine in that uh, in that same game. So he retaliated, and coincidentally, he actually um, was supposed to receive a bonus for going over, I think, uh, innings limit uh, or expected innings for the season. Got he it. ended up being short by an inning, I think it was. <laughs> and he, but the Yankees ultimately gave him that 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 bonus that right. he that that he deserved because yeah. uh, you know that just showing the value of what it is to be a teammate right. for him. Uh, That's cool. Overexceeded everything else. That's cool. It smells like coffee in here. I know, right? I just smell. I start is it, smelling. Or is it just me? No, it's just, no, this is me too. I, okay. I just start smelling the coffee. I thought it was crazy. <laughs> someone, someone's, someone's brewing a mean coffee right now next door. That might be it. It's next door. But I think with uh, Dylan Batanz is Seve and, and Hicks, that these are, those are Yankee injuries. You, they just need to be real careful with. All and and they're being days. careful with Seve, obviously. Mm. They're obviously being careful with with, uh, with Hicks. The Dylan Batances one is kind of concerning because they don't know when he'll be back. No. No. Uh, so, Backs obviously, we're going to wait on that. Backs but, um, And other cool things. Did you see? I don't know if you can pull it up. But Ron Burgundy oh. made an appearance <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I watched a little bit of the video. Oh, Outstanding. Boy. Let me, I I could try and get that. Funny, it was it was stupendously There's, hilarious. And he broadcast he broadcasted the San Jose Sharks game, right? Uh, he was uh, on TV. He was doing play by play for the Los Angeles Kings, uh, the the LA Kings game against the San Jose Sharks at the Staples Center, and he made quite an entrance. And he referred to the Staples Center as the Staple as Staples or or the Staples Center or Staples. yeah. Uh, I mean. 
I mean, it was funny. It was hilarious. Um, if you can pull up that clip, if you I'll if you happen it. to find it, I'll, I'll get it for you. Uh, right before we go, that would be insanely hilarious. Oh, the NHL, the NHL uh, official Twitter page posted it. Yeah. There you go. All right, let's see. And we are about to begin the second <laughs> period. Why don't we take it away, gentlemen? And turn down to the ice. Yes. You and I uh, shared a couple of uh, Molsons. <laughs> I only had one. You only had one. And I had 15. Go, <laughs> Kings! Go, Kings, go! <laughs> That's wrong. Come on, people! <laughs> You don't mind if I bite into this burrito? Right <laughs> the burrito. Oh my god! <laughs> when does the kiss cam start? Oh, that's, uh, I don't know. So, you know, it'd be something like this: Kopitar with the puck. He dribbles. He skates up the ice. And says, Shot on goal! He scores! Put that baby to bed without a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you at home, we've had to stop action on the ice several times. Yeah. Feral cats have have run onto the ice. They killed the penalty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just shoot. Oh. Well, they don't have the puck. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever been on the kiss cam. This is one of the greatest nights of my life. I got to kiss a burrito. Ron Burgundy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think I think uh, I think what I love most about Will Farrell is he's just he he's just so he 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 knows he's naturally funny. He's naturally yeah, he's just he's he's naturally funny and he knows what to do. Like the the thing with the baseball, he, he, the spring training thing they did for charity. Oh, that was pretty. That cool. was awesome, and it was funny. It was great. He actually knows what he's talking about. Too. Yes, he does. Like he's in character, so he has, he does it that way. He has to do it that way, but he knows. Yeah, what he, he knows, knows what he's talking about. Like I was li- I was actually listening to snippets of it, and like he was actually calling the game pretty well. <laughs> like there was moments where he was kind of lost. He couldn't follow the puck, <laughs> but he was calling it pretty well, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Wait, wait. He actually said at one point, take that San Jose, zero Stanley Cup, zero yeah, Stanley Cup yeah, for the Sharks. Yep. They wouldn't even know what the Stanley Cup looked like if yep. it fell on there. <laughs> That's actually the clip that I was watching. Oh. That's actually the clip that I was watching. Have, uh, re-commandeered the puck. Over to Benson, back to DeFoley, over to Haver. He's looking for Havershaw. He call, he's calling it like a he soccer is. game. Yeah. DeFoley through, through the zone. Dumps it in. I believe that was a dump. <laughs> to Foley again. Oh, big hit by Carter. Jeff Carter. He is a statuesque man. I once saw Jeff Carter with his shirt off in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was your reaction? He's got the goods. <laughs> Go! Carter, just as I was talking about. Oh, man. <laughs> That's good stuff. 36-30, Garden Webb. Yep, with uh, 10 seconds to go. But, um, yeah, that was Ron Burgundy last night, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I thought that was hilarious. I thought it was great that he did that. Um, But we're pretty much reaching the end of our uh, show here. Um, Let's just give one more quick little update. At the half. At the half, Gardner-Webb has a six-point lead, 36-30, to over the number one seed, Virginia. They are playing in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, But that's not the only game that's going on right now. Let's let's give you a little uh, quick update go around at the tournament right now and we have uh can you say it? upset alert upset alert upset alert right now upset alert. UC upset alert. Irvine has a 63 to 59 lead over Kansas State the 4 seed trailing against the 13 seed with 330 to go in the second half um keep a close eye on that one Colgate trailing 30 to 42 uh against Tennessee the number 2 seed has a lead against the number 15 seed mm-hmm. um 
Uh, what are the other Tennessee? games? Tennessee? Oh, wait, Colgate is a lead over Tennessee? No, Tennessee has a lead oh, over Colgate. okay, my bad. Uh, Oklahoma with a 23-point victory over Ole Miss, 95-72. to 72. Um, And Texas Tech gets the victory over North uh, Northern Kentucky, 72-57. Uh, so those are just some of the games that have uh, that have obviously uh, been played today. But obviously, keep a, keep a close eye out on this Gardner Webb against Virginia upset minded Gardner Webb right now thirty six thirty at the half. UC Irvine another upset upset minded team. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, that's a tournament, man. That's a tournament. Evan, quickly before we go, what are some things you're looking forward to this weekend? Uh, well, I guess more in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Try to watch another another. I don't know if another Mets spring training game is on this weekend, but try to catch that. Today they play Houston Astros. Right, they're playing right now. Try to catch a little bit of them before the season begins on Thursday. Uh, oh, so they had a split squad today then. Split squad. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. I guess I'll. I guess I'll go through my weekend and. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll. Actually, you know what? I should. I. I'll. I'll I should say this. Sunday is my grandmother's my what would have been my grandmother's seventy ninth birthday. Happy birthday to grandma! Mm-hmm. Well, what have, you wherever know, she is she, right she, now, obviously looking down on you. God rest her soul. May she rest in peace. We're all gonna we got family coming from Brooklyn. Nice. We're gonna, we're gonna celebrate. We're gonna celebrate her birth. We're gonna celebrate her birthday, and you know Good. we're all gonna be we're all gonna be family. So we're gonna be celebrating her birthday as a family. You know we all miss her. We miss her every day, and I love you, love you, grandma. There you go. Miss her every day. Absolutely. So. Uh, for me. Uh, look, I got a Red Bulls game tomorrow to go to. Oh, you got a Red Bulls yeah. game? Yeah. See, well, season tickets, man. Oh, that's right. That's right. Lovely. That's right. 7.30. Who are they uh, Orlando City SC. Lovely game. Uh, New York expected to be victors again in that one. At home, uh, 7.30 p.m. If you guys want to watch that, ESPN Plus or on MSG. Uh, Manchester United play tomorrow at 11 a.m. against Watford, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, and just continuing to watch this tournament, man. Just continuing thing, to like, watch. In terms of sports, like well, baseball didn't start till well, the well, baseball full, the started full, already. Baseball did start, but the full slate of games doesn't start till third next till next week. Thir- next, till next <laughs> what? Yes! What? Baseball starts next week. Oh boy! <sighs> baseball oh, official. Man. Baseball officially full, the full slate. Us. The full slate gets underway. The Mariners and A's obviously already. Yep. Obviously already got their seasons underway back in Japan. Yep. In the Tokyo Dome, but ball oh, that's still the best tweet of the day by the Oakland A's. Couple well, the, the, during that game, oh, this play deserves six, six stars. Yeah. And our buddy Pedro Gomez is, is saying, "I wonder who will get this yeah. reference." <laughs> Thanks to you, I actually understood it. So I was, I was like, "Oh, pretty shocking." Dave Meltzer, uh, six but, stars. Ladies and gentlemen, that does it for here uh, today. For us here today, this week. Thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you guys next Monday. This Monday coming up. Well, not this Monday coming up. I guess you could say that. Yeah, Whatever. In three days. In three days. Live next week on Monday night. <laughs> Same time, 2 to 4 p.m. as always. For James Baccioni, who's not here, and John Folks Fergie, and also Big Mike Rifkin, our producer, Evan Mazza, I am Renee Canales. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys on Monday. Same time, 2 to 4 p.m. here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe and continue to watch the tournament. Peace. You're you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Goodbye. (sighs) I can't do this on top of my head. Oh, God, I'm an idiot. Khalil Mack. Dun 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 dun
D Ford. I don't think Chris Jones is a speed guy. No. I don't think Daniel Hunter is either. Yes, he is. You think so? Yeah. He's he's very small. He's like 6'3", 250 or something like that. Can't he's absolutely go. a speed rusher. That's why he was drafted, what, in the fourth round or whatever? Because he was very undersized for a defensive lineman. So, I'm not forgetting Aaron Donald. He's not a speed rusher, so no one kill me for this. For a DT, he is, but yeah, you could probably argue he's probably not top 10 if you were just to use speed moves. All right. Uh, number 10 would most like... Oh, wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I need one more, so that would mean Mr. Frank Clark. So, Frank Clark is 10? Yep. Good choice. All right. Number nine, number nine, number nine. I'm probably gonna go to Marcus Lawrence. <laughs> I love how that pains you to admit. <laughs> it hurts, it hurts. Um, eight, Daniil Hunter, just because I want to see him do it again. Seven, D Ford, same reason, want to see him do it again. Six. Miles Garrett, I'd like to see him do it again, even though I think it's pretty safe to say he's going to do it again. Five, J.J. Watt, I don't, I want to see you stay healthy again. Right. <laughs> Four, Chandler Jones, you're not as talented as the other three guys. Joey Bosa. He gets production, though. <laughs> no, he, no, no, I, I love Chandler Jones. Three, Joey Bosa, you got, you, you, you've been hurt both years, you've been in the league. It's always these two, and I can never, I can never separate them ever. So you know what I'm gonna do? One and one. They're tied. Khalil Mack and Bob Miller. I'm not doing it. Okay. I'm not doing it. That's fine. If if you had to, if I have to, for the sake of controversy, but Khalil Mack is more. Khalil Mack is a better pure speed rusher. I think Von Miller can do both. Okay, well, the list was speed rushing, so. <laughs> so. Judge as you wish. Alright, Von Miller 2, Cleo Mack 1. Alright. Now, why is Hunter below D Ford? I'm just curious. D Ford had. Obviously, he loses a little bit because he didn't play as much, but Hunter has done it consistently all four years he's played. I think D Ford. Meant more to Kansas City than Daniel Hunter means to the Vikings. And I think next year Kansas City's gonna have a really tough, 
tough time defend, like figuring that out. All right, so that that was one thing. Now you had Bosa at three, which I was fine at, uh, fine with. Who was four and five? I'm trying to remember because Chandler I, Jones is four. JJ Watt is five. Okay, that I was fine with too. Garrett six. You think Garrett might be a little faster to the outside at this point than Watt is in his career, though? Yeah, but I think if Watt stays healthy, Watt's better at it. Okay. I'm just curious. That was the that was the only other thing. I was just trying to remember who the player was. Because the rest of it, I think, is fine. Demarcus Lawrence, yeah, he's done it two years now. But I think Hunter did it three, though. So I think that... I agree. That puts him a little above. Plus, again, Hunter was in a similar... Not exactly the same, but a similar circumstances with D, as D. Ford, where... When he was drafted, they still had Everson Griffin. They still had somebody like Sharif Floyd. They had Brian Robinson there. So they had a lot of depth to deal with. I don't think Lawrence really had to deal with that as much. No, Dallas' defensive line sucked when they drafted him. All right. And then Frank Clark at 10 is fine. I think he's a young player peaking now. So, yeah, that's a pretty good list for the most part. You're right. Cameron Jordan, I would say, is more of a power rusher. So I can see why you didn't add him. I'm always right. And he has to squeeze that in at the end of the show. Is that? Wait a minute. That might be the first time I've said that today. Yes, I know. <laughs> That's why I said you had to squeeze oh. it in. <laughs> As Montana finally gets the 10 points. Took you long enough. You're right over there? No, I let myself down. (laughs) Still waiting on somebody from this network to respond to my open challenge, but it's whatever. Bunch of losers. (laughs) Uh, However, you know who I think is going to call me out on it? I think it's going to be Clemson. Oh, yay. Yes, if, if you Yes, if you and him get into like wrestling arguments, that is a good possibility. <laughs> He's a wrestling guy? Yes. Hey! Oh yeah, that's right. Cuz yeah, that's right. Anthony Carragher decided to talk wrestling. As did It's not Eric. Sunday. As did Eric. <laughs> but it's not Sunday. I thought you guys wanted everything on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Thank you, Kenneth Delancey. I appreciate that. From the Bahamas. We're global. We are going global, my friend. I didn't know we had fans of the Bahamas. Very nice. I didn't know we reached the Bahamas, period. But yeah, I think it's time to go home. So with that being said, um, yeah. We're done. Uh, no Moffat. That's why we're on till eleven o'clock every night. But um, yeah, I appreciate. I and good job today, Speedy. 
You like the lists? I do like the lists. Alrighty. Do you like my lists? Yeah, they were very. I mean, obviously not perfect, but what? Well, in in terms of like what my opinion would be, but you did very well. <laughs> what? Not perfect. Not perfect. Jesus. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Not perfect. Jesus. Not perfect. Jesus. It's all right. No, it's not. If you want to be a producer for Worldwide Sports Radio Network, please feel free to give me a call. 631-676-2968. We're now hiring. Wow. <laughs> it's okay. You, you, you know, everyone's a terrible their opinion. Why? Because I insulted one thing? <laughs> what did you insult? I didn't even know. The only thing I criticized was Allen Iverson. The rest of them are fine. <laughs> like I said, if you want to be on this network, give me a call, 63169. <laughs> Why don't you know the number first? That's your job, not mine. Really? Because you were the one attempting it. 631-676-2968. There you go. Shut up. So we're out of here. Um, I'm done talking to Speedy today. Um, so baseball, football is yesterday. Oh, he's gonna give me a freaking basketball speed playoffs tomorrow. Is it basketball or is it hockey? I didn't make it yet. Duh, lazy. All right. For Speedy Petey, I am your host Tyler Harrison. We are here every day. Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 p.m. No, Moffat, we are closing the doors for you. <laughs> I can't. I, I cannot stand that friggin' line. I really cannot. And I, I, I try not to say it, but it's just such a habit. And then when I say it, I get sick. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, for Speedy Petey, who did a wonderful job today, even though... Apparently, I suck at my job. No, you don't. You don't suck. What? I don't know. I thought there would be a compliment coming at the end of that. No, you do. You're very good at running a show. Anyway, (laughs) just when I think I was getting somewhere. Your opinion sucks, but you know how to run a show. Oh, by the way. So I criticize one thing again. (laughs) What did you criticize this time? I said I was I disagree with Allen Iverson being one, but that was really the only big thing. Right. So uh, again, if you want a job at Sports Radio Network, I'm the guy looking for a producer. So can you come back tomorrow? Yes, I'll be back tomorrow. Okay, good, because I don't have your replacement yet. I'm waiting for you to like move your face. Maybe I won't. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, yeah, every day, Monday through Friday, blah 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 blah. Um, share the video, please. Share, like, subscribe, um, play, 
share, whatever it is we have to say from Facebook. And, um, yeah, that's it. So, the trivia question of the day for the lucky winner. Who, oh who, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a question prepared. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm Tyler Harrison. He's Speedy Petey. And we bid you adieu. And I bid you adieu as well. I thought you were going to say, I bid you adieu too. Oh. (laughs) 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 Nah, rhyming is way too conventional. (laughs) Damn it. I I thought, I really thought you were going to do that. Nah, rhyming's too conventional. Okay. Ah, he let me down just now. You know what's not conventional? What? <laughs> that is true. That is not conventional either. Whew. You screwed me up just now. I was I was gonna drop it. You know what's not conventional? What? See ya. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.